Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Miles, he was here two weeks in a row. Wow. That's a big deal. I'm just telling you. I'll go for my bonus check. Yeah, I'll get you one. It'll pay you double what you've always made. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, I'm trying to get my head around this. So they've got a, a whole bucket of charges they're trying to throw against Donald Trump. And some of it, you just, your eyes roll with multiple states and he did this, should have done that, and might have did the other. We should charge him, investigate him, et cetera, et cetera. So I do that as the backdrop to Biden's claim to have no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings is becoming harder to maintain as Hunter Biden's top staffers, business associates, made nearly 100 visits to the Obama White House. Miles, (laughs) how is it that justice has become so one-sided? Mm, I don't know if that's anything recent. I think that's been going on for a while. I, I, when you're talking about, when you say a while, and I'm just trying to clear this in my head, and I'm, by the way, I'm not being rhetorical or, or any of that stuff. I'm trying to understand it. Um, for me, historically, this is just within my, my young years, Ludwig. I'm not that old. But, well, listen, I, it's, it, to me, there should be no justice that's biased by ideology. And I know I'm being naive when I say that. But to think that they're going to go after Trump, and by the way, folks, let me stop myself. I'm not doing cause and effect or he did it, so we should be able to do it. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying justice is supposed to be blind. As the Constitution is set up to do. There is no social just, social right. class justice, yeah, wealth justice. There's one system of justice for everybody. That's it. With the laws that we've entered into the arena of, 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 uh, of ideas and we've debated it as a culture, and, and these are the laws that our representatives voted for. Some of them go back generations, some of them a decade, some of them a hundred years, some of them to the beginning. But they seem to apply different to different people. And I've said a number of times on this show that I think our judiciary is our most broken branch of government. And then I, I listened to the to the racial debate that's flopped on top of our judicial system. And I push back on that also because I think it's typically either ideologically driven or it's classism. Those seem to be the two measuring rods for how our justice system works. So if you're a poor person, I don't care if you're black, white, brown, whatever the latest fad color is to call uh, people, that part doesn't matter to me. If you're poor you're not going to get justice. If you're middle class, you might get a taste of it, but not much. Again, I don't think that race has any bearing on it. I genuinely believe it's class-driven, just like old Europe. Mm -hmm. Miles, what say you? You and I have been debating the judicial system for decades. Am I wrong when I say this now? No, no, I mean, think about it. The uh, Durham investigation has been going on for now like seven years. 
right? Nothing. Uh, crickets on that. Right. Um, the Supreme Court leaked the overturn of Roe v. Wade about a year ago, and the government's still not able to investigate. What is it? Twenty six uh, law law clerks. Right. So they can't find anything. Look, the uh, swamp does not police the swamp. True. True. You know, so um, the elites in Washington are always going to be above the law. You're never, ever going to get justice there. So the the cliche of the foxes in charge of watching the hen house comes to mind. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah, but it's not even just Washington. I mean, look at the CEOs of the banks through the mortgage crisis. They're meeting again with the same kind of issue. Right now. One person went to prison. One. Right. In the entire world. Right. After 2008. And he went to prison for two years because he did some fraudulent stuff. Right. That was documentable and he was low level enough to get something. Listen, for Biden to say that he knows nothing, well, we know that for a fact that's wrong. Say that again. For who to say that? Biden. For yep. President Biden to say he knew nothing is factually wrong. I got to tell you, wait, I got to stop you. Here, I'm going to okay, push back on. a little Maybe bit. Maybe he doesn't remember. He doesn't. If you look at the expressions on his face when he says, I don't know nothing, I believe him. Okay. I'm just saying. Today he may not remember. That but, boy ain't right. But in March of 2017, he remembers that day when Bank of America had a statement subpoenaed by uh, Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Right. That states money was transferred to hit the Biden's family's account. Right. So there's no denying it. The Bank of America statement shows it. He may not remember because of his ailments, but it happened. Factually, it happened. So the justice system is hunting all over the place to see what, what they can tie Trump's comments to the funds that he raised. Can they prove... Wire, uh, you know, fraud by wire, um, and, and because of things he said on the stump versus where dollars were collected from. So they're working overtime. I get it. Hang on. They're trying to desperately to put this newest case together. By the way, folks, I'm not the Trump publican. Miles is. I'm the guy that's passionately in favor of a constitutionally guided judiciary. That's who I am. So when I watch this and they're desperately trying to make a case, doesn't matter whether they've got one or not, they're trying desperately to make it while they're ignoring everything that you just said. Yes. Yes. Flatly ignoring it. So I think they're trying, what they're trying to do is two, two things. One with you is what you said is trying to match what he said on the campaign trail to what the financial statements say. Number one, he wasn't under oath, so he can say whatever he wants. They don't have to match up. Oh, no, you... No, now, silly boy, you think that we've got a Bill of Rights? No, hang on. Here's the second part to that. I think they're trying to investigate him and keep putting him under oath right. to get him to cause cause him to purge himself sure. just to be able to end up charging that. Because that's th- actually something they could charge on. I think this is going to qualify as your fifth time of being correct this year. That's right. I'm always right. Uh, Miles, what say it's you? Number seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it it could be in bold pursuit of perjury. I think more of it is keeping him off the campaign trail. Right. They're, they're, they're going to come up with all kinds of ghosts and puppets and all kinds of garbage to make sure he can't go out and campaign. They so, underestimate him then. So when I say that the Democrat Party 
all of and by the way folks you ought to see the gigantic list of super PAC and state level PACs across the United States um, and and five organizations that are not supposed to be political just a line of them with every five oh this and that and the other if you looked at the system that they usually be mind boggled while the right is still doing this 1960s style that's part one part two though is is that i'm i'm still fervently believer that they are the best one percent game i've ever seen and it goes to miles's point if they can destabilize him keep him off the campaign path and you say they don't know that they underestimate him but he's he's virtually been standstill now he's using this as a fundraiser i got that part but listen he's lagging in the polls and it's because of what they're doing I don't know that that equals a win to Miles Bowers' thought that I know he was just thinking. <laughs> I don't know if it equals a win or not, but they're definitely playing him. And I just don't think that the government bureaucracy should be the sandbox for the Democratic Party. I passionately reject a system that allows a political party to use the bureaucracy to its political end. That's probably the most fearsome thing we could have in American politics. American the bureaucracy nature at all government bureaucracy with justice right it's it's the alphabet soup bowl listen folks stay with us we've got to go to a break but we'll be right back The Unvarnished Truth with Mike Hewitt. Those nonstop reports of ever-increasing inflation, entirely driven by off-the-hook crazy government spending, are transforming towards gleaming reports of a digital currency both here in America and Europe. None of those reports mention the word labor, but that's exactly what government is spending, your labor. When they overspend and overprint, they are selfishly reducing the value of your labor. It's the ugliest form of taxation. You work just as hard, but the value of your time buys less. Digital currency gives government the power of controlling your purchases like never before. By the way, there's a reason casinos want to trade your currency for their digital swipe cards. Think about it. What government calls modern economics, I call theft by conversion. The unvarnished truth? Digital currency is about reckless spending and population control. Find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You'll like it. So listen, guys, you got to help, especially you, Lud, because you're, you teach economics. Miles, you follow this stuff closer than anybody that I've ever met, I'll, I'll add. I try to get my head around it and how it ties to what we've been talking about as a theory I'm working myself through. So, Miles, I'll start with you because I think I accidentally cut you off earlier. But when I look at what's actually going on economically, and, and then I flash back to the fact that that they do nothing but fill the newspapers with Trump, Trump, Trump every single day, 24 hours a day. Anytime you go to Drudge Report or the New York Times, and I can't tell them apart anymore, just hit refresh, and it's a constant flow of attack Trump. But I sit and I pause, and I say, forget Biden, forget Trump for a minute. Our economy is really on a, on a very precarious path downhill. So, Miles, are they using all of these clickbait topics, nonsense, to hide the fact that the economy is very challenged 
What say you? And then we'll get the professor over here to educate us. Well, the, the scariest thing to me about digital currency, and Lud can maybe correct me if I go sideways, is, and I, I certainly agree with your 60 seconds, I don't think it went far enough. I think that if the government can control our currency, then, Mike, if you, Lud, and I go on the radio and say some of the things we do, the government then has the ability because they disagree with what we are saying and they can freeze our accounts. Right. That is scary. They they are also working on a system to make it so that folks that want to buy a firearm, and I use that as an example, might not have any money allocated for that purchase. If somebody wanted to, if a subscriber, uh, some pizza shop somewhere wanted to sponsor this show, that company may find itself in a little bit of trouble and that, that folks don't 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 dismiss what I'm saying. They are literally working on creating a social scoring system that will allow the government, the bankers, which is the government because they're married, to say, we don't like that you buy firearms. We will stop that right now. You can have your Second Amendment, but you can't have any money to buy that firearm with. We don't like what the Mike Hewitt show is saying. So, Mr. Pizza Parlor, you can't fund that show. Uh, Miles, am I overreaching when I say this? No, and that that's the scary part about, I mean, what? We've already got Elizabeth Warren wanting the credit card companies to report any credit card transaction that occurs at a sporting goods shop. That so, is spooky. That's very spooky. By the way, you could be in there buying a box of baseball hats for the team that you're the volunteer, you know, coach of, and that's a $300 purchase or a $500 purchase, and it's in the realm at a sporting goods store that you might find yourself being searched because you might have bought a gun. <clears throat> Go ahead, Lud, you're there, the professor. There's so much here. Okay, so number one, remember during COVID, there's a, there was a coin shortage. I know everybody, all the voters seem to have gotten over it. I haven't yet, but go ahead. A coin shortage in a time where people aren't out and about? Right. Really? No, no. It's about being able to track your purchases, which then it became where you, where you were at. We knew where you were at. Cryptocurrency was created to be an underground way of trading so the government didn't have regulation over it. So by them getting in this market, it's just going to bring on something else. We create black markets with these kind of laws. We create underground economies. All that's going to happen is they're going to get into this, and then another, something else will be created because we'll either go back to cash because people aren't going to like it, right? or there's going to be something different created. It's going to happen. This stuff was created out of the wanting to be tracked. Your transactions being tracked. Sure. The government also taking up the monetary policy and, right. and change of the dollar instead of the market deciding that the other thing they run into is hacking there's only right. one one currency that's nearly unhackable because it's been done once north korea did it but it's bitcoin on top of that bitcoin is the only finite number of uh curved crypto because you can mine it it costs about sixty thousand dollars for a system to mine this crypto but you can do it bitcoin is the only finite number so to have this is going to be no different than the money we have now. There's nothing backing it. Sure. So now it's just still the government deciding it. 
what I look at this is, is actually trying to do micro sanctioning on us. Right. And what I mean by that is because all the transactions around the world are done in dollars. So if Italy buys something from Canada, the money goes to our Fed, transition to Canadian. Sure. And by doing this thing, because we have the same process for ourselves. When we buy something, our transaction goes from our bank to the Fed to that person's bank. They can now go from our bank to the Fed and say, nope, send it back. We're not, we're not funding that. Right. These are little micro sanctions. But They're look, doing economic sanctioning on its own people. But listen, folks, folks need to put this thought process. I'll give you an example. And in fact, I'm gonna, I need to give two examples to set up how the government is viewing this. So the, the first is, is that if you go look at baseball hats mm-hmm. at some website somewhere, and then somebody on Facebook messages you, so you flip back and now, okay, now I'm looking on Facebook for a minute, and you'll see all of a sudden all of the ads say they're all about baseball hats because you just left, you know, acmebaseballhat.com somewhere, and you go back to they already know it, and they're, and they're plugging you filled with advertisements. So couple that with a story about my, my sister and brother-in-law sitting in Vegas, that's where they used to live, and I'm, and I'm saying to Jim, where the heck is Brenda at? Let me check. He looks at his checking account. Well, she's been here, here, and here. She just left the pottery barn, so she should be home any minute now. I'm telling you, folks, if you don't think that that's how your transactions will be processed and tracked, you're fooling yourself. And the question is, is, is that the kind of country we want to live in? Miles, we're down to two minutes. i got to get you back in. What say you on this topic? No, the, I mean, the, this is the part that really scares me. But for whatever reason, and this goes back to our generation talk that we had la- last week, the younger folks don't mind this as much as you and I old farts. i got to tell you, while you're saying that, Professor Ludwig is shaking his head in disagreement. But Lud, before you say a word, Jared, tell us again, how old are you? I just turned 28. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do you mind being tracked like we're describing? I, it doesn't really bother me that much, no. That's Miles's point. Yeah. He's saying that us old guys, we're all wired up over it, and you, you don't give a hoot. Right. Is that true? Yeah, I would say so. Now, Lud, what were you saying no about? The students in my class, if I did a poll yep. out of 40... 32 would say they bother him. But how does it bother him enough to say... I'm not doing it. I'm answering the poll or I'm not doing I'm it? I'm not doing it. Do you really believe that? Yes. Now, do you think that you've got a different clientele attending an economics class? I, I Well, I say my client, personal I class... I say clientele because they are customers. My personal <laughs> class, maybe. I think a lot of them go to rate my professor Yeah. and find out that I'm more open and free-minded and not so your grade matters if you agree with Does me. It, when, you do, when you list those words to describe yourself, why did that sentence not start with squishy? Because that's your guys' <laughs> bowling tactic. That's your bowling you, tactic. Don't you, let me go full Miles, Trump you know you. all of the students are saying, can we call him Professor Squishy? <laughs> exactly. So when they call me Professor, I laugh. Yeah, I, we do too. <laughs> like Professor, nobody would ever thought this. I didn't think it. No, we still don't think it. <laughs> And there's so many other words you guys could use right now. Professor's not one of them I would use. I'm going with Professor Squishy. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, folks, this is a big, big topic. We're going to stay. We're going to stay right on this one. Hang on for a break. We'll be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedendorski. Listen, everybody, I think this is a big topic. I really do, because it's defining the direction we're going in. If you just tuned in, we're talking about how government and maybe some of the international corporations are using profile spending in what they might do with digital currency. I find it really, to your words, Miles, I find it really spooky that there's a lot of folks that are purposely steering the ship in that direction. And and, and I, I called on Jared, our producer, because he's younger than us, a little bit younger than me. But he was on board with I'm not, he's, his hair is not on fire. So, okay, well, yep. let, me, let me ask you, let me, Jared, I'll ask you a question. Do you not care because you're not doing anything wrong? Yeah, I, I think that's the case. There I you mean, go. My, my purchases are being tracked, but it's like I'm going to the gas station every Friday after yep. work. Every right. Monday I get Jimmy John's for lunch. And so I don't really care if anyone knows no. that's what I'm doing because right. it's just habitual spending. I think that's the answer the majority of Americans give you, not age group. So, majority is, I'm not doing anything wrong, so what do I care if they're okay. tracking it? So an example of I'm not doing anything wrong, wife and I go to Florida in our old RV and go to Florida, have a nice time, come back. And what I didn't know is that there was a picture taken of our RV heading south. And then what catches it, by the way, is when it comes back, they've got an automatic system down at the south border of Indiana that takes another picture. Now that computer went, wait, we've seen this RV with that license plate twice. That means you owe a toll. So now that was Indiana-Kentucky border over a bridge. Mm-hmm. I didn't see signage. I get a letter. I think I've talked about this on the yeah. show before. I know the toll you're but, talking about. But my, so I start getting done notices from some organization out of New York City. I think it's trash. I throw the first one away. The second one, this is where I'm going with the story this time, but the second one, now they're getting very aggressive, charging me more for not paying my toll. I take a picture of the thing and put it on uh, the show's Facebook account. I immediately got people pushing back. Mike, why are you showing your driver's license number? Shows the license plate license number. Plate number yeah. and, and I took the exact position that Jared just did when I said, I don't care about that. I'm not doing anything wrong were my actual words. But listen, I don't know that that rises to the level of a defense for the system that's being created. Miles, you're my age, whether you like it or not. So <laughs> what do you think? Is it, are, are we in a different universe than, than the world you and me grew up in, Miles Bauer? Oh, yeah. But just just as, as a quick aside, I hope uh, Jared gets compensated for his Jimmy John's in, endorsement there because <laughs> that was some nice radio time for them. He's like a NASCAR um, driver. Every time he switches hats, he gets paid. Yeah, and even when you're late for the show, you you know speed racer. Yeah. You don't actually assign it to NASCAR or anything. Well, you you're should. just a speed racer. Sign me, I'll do it. They do not want pictures of you on their logo. Anymore. No, no, <laughs> just, just stand in. Yowzers! Listen, I don't know. When I start looking at government currency, government government digital currency, I think it's a really fearsome topic. Was this debate not made though when debit cards came out or when uh, credit cards are made? That that's all electronic trans like knowing where you were spending your money? Yeah, but listen, I have a choice there. So, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I am not a big credit card person. I have 
one small one that I have to use if I, and I don't anymore, but when I was traveling for business, if you wanted to rent a car, some of the places go, no debit doesn't work. We don't care about Dave Ramsey. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so I have a small card. Yeah. My wife doesn't feel that way. She loves cards. I don't. Well, she but, got a purse. You got a but, wallet. <laughs> you bet. But listen, my point is, is I can say no, yeah. and I do. But your debit card. I, mean, I get a mailbox full of do this, do that. I'm not doing it. But to your to your greater point, I would not have a choice if they take away the dollar and replace it with a digital currency, and I still want to buy a bowl of soup or pay my doctor. I'm stuck with them. This is, that's the problem. It's like, Miles, you and I have talked about this for 40-some years. If you go right. to a business and you don't like their service, don't go back. Mm -hmm. I hate our federal government's service, yeah. but I got no choice. Well, I think ever since Obamacare, we've seen the government really start to pick and choose where we can and how we spend our money because that became a law. Uh, we're talking now even with EVs. Right. They're going to force feed us into it. They're not even going to allow us to make a choice. Even though Toyota just came with an engine that's less carbon uh, footprint than any EV, but they're they're now making choices for us on our marketplace, and that's against our setup. But there's a lot of folks that say, I'll never buy an EV. And I say back to you, you are what you're doing is you're unwillingly allowing this, and there will come a point when the choice is you walk or you buy an EV. And when I say that, most of the folks listening to this show – are in their, their 50s range, according to the demographics that I've seen for the show. And if you live a normal life, you will have survived into an era where you cannot buy a gas engine. I won't say the name, but one of the big box lumber yards that's national has just announced that they're getting they're absolutely ending their, uh, their gas-powered uh, air blowers and lawnmowers. They're getting rid of all gas. Our yard yard utensil gas powered in preference to electric, I busted out laughing because I've got a, a garage full of that electric junk. Oh. It doesn't work. And when the motors, the electric batteries, you get about two seasons out of them. And the cost of them is about equivalent to just throwing the whole thing away and buying a new one. Right, I'm going to get in trouble here. Do you let your wife go buy your lawn equipment? Because uh. when I walked in the Ace, I'll say Ace. When I walked in, they're like, "Hey, we got this bed." No, I want gas. Right. Oh, good. And they were like happy, like, "Yeah, somebody wants gas again." I'm like, "Yeah, I want something that's gonna work." Yeah. I don't go to use it. Oh man, I forgot to charge the battery. Oh god. Oh, this battery is almost dead because it's been used for too long. Listen, I want I got, gas. I, it pulls on. It turns on. I, I got all that. My and, and I'm the one that did this, not the wife. And my reason was, is that I came from part of being old. Is I remember when those little dinky engines were very temperamental. Yeah. They just were crazy temperamental, and I, I don't want to put up with that. And so I, I thought, and by the way, I wasn't buying lawnmowers, you know, snowblowers and stuff with that. I'm talking about air blowers for the area right, right around our media. I just, door. I just had to throw it out. No, there. I'm, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I really am. But the problem with it is, is it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. They're underpowered. The batteries don't last, and the cost is prohibitive. Didn't we just have a winter storm and, where cars and, got stuff because and of since, batteries? Died? And since I'm going to salute the environmentalists, the cost environmentally of creating these products makes crude oil look absolutely wonderful. It's absolutely nutty, folks. Yeah. The environmental damage, environmental damage it costs to produce the batteries, produce the cars, 
uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Miles, uh, have you ever looked up a lithium ion mine? Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah, big oh, yeah. ugly no, you know, you know, You know, the thing that I like about what's driving this is, and I, I know, Mike, that you're, one of your favorite governors up there in the Whitmer Correctional Facility is Governor Granholm. Grand tax. And she has got um, She's a, stock in these electric car companies up the wazoo. Yeah, she really does so, have stock. So she definitely wants you to get into an, an electric car. Yep, she does. She and she's the energy secretary. Well, and where's all and that? She's, and she's deeply invested in one of the transportation mechanisms. Where's all that raw material come from? China. China. Who's invested in China? Listen, they've got Biden's. They've got that big drama going on here in Michigan, uh, up in Macosta um, County. And, you know, if you look at the company, they've got right on their website that they uh, follow the Communist Party of China. I mean, that's who their allegiance. They have to promote it. And they don't, they don't hide that that's what they're doing. No. They, they literally put it. And, of course, you know, Governor Whitless, she's going to give billions of dollars of money that we worked for, all of us, both sides of the divide, all of us, to a company that tells you up front, my allegiance isn't to, isn't to you, it's to the Chinese Communist Party. It's on their website. It's not hyperbolic. It's who they are. And we want to get it back through tax revenue because they're bringing their own people in. It, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Folks, stay with us. We will be right back. All right, Miles Bauer, remind us where you live. I am in the great state of Illinois, Stan, and I am right outside the wonderful city of Chicago. So Walmart closes half of its Chicago stores, signaling urban struggles. I think if I remember the article, it was 17 stores that they're closing in Chicagoland, um, that, that's going to have a significant impact on folks that were working and soon will not be. But the, the, the actual reason I wanted to have this on today's list is because I, I, I continue to wrestle with something. And Miles, because you're right there in the center, the eye of the hurricane, I'm hoping you'll coach me some more because I've still not gotten it through my thick head. When I look at inner city America, not just Chicago, I looked at Detroit, Philadelphia, New York City, Los Angeles. Uh, the list goes on. Seattle, by the way, which used to be an absolutely breathtaking, beautiful city, and now it's a big, gigantic, stinky dumpster. I, I truly don't understand what the folks in those communities are thinking to elect not just Democrats, not just folks we disagree with on policy or funding issues, crazy far left zanes miles what are they thinking to double down on these nightmares election after election they go from bad to worse they went from lighthead to someone that makes her look moderate what's going on in the mindset of inner city america miles bauer i i think i mentioned this last week on on the show it was something you told me years ago 
about a Democrat that I was dating at at, at the time. <laughs> when their ideas go sideways, they they just double down and move even further left. I, I don't understand that. I, I I remember that. By the way, when you first said that last week, I drew a blank, and then after a second, I, I almost started laughing on the air because I I started coming back to me. But I I still then after forty years, I don't get the idea of that in business. I'm a meritocracy guy. When I do something wrong, if it doesn't work, I think it's a great idea. I do it and it doesn't work. By the way, folks, in my 62 years, that's happened a lot to me. And you pause, you slow to navigation speed, and you think, what did I do? Can I fix it? Do I need to scrap it? Can it be made better? I go through that the, the mental gymnastics of rethinking my process. If it doesn't work, I pick a new direction to go in. To your point and my point from so long ago, they don't. They double down on it. It didn't work because all you idiots don't understand. And they go deeper. They never, ever, ever reflect on their own their own choices. I just, Miles, I truly, after all this lifetime, I don't understand that. Lud, you're a professor. Am I really stupid or are, are they? Because one of us are really stupid. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Listen, look at the state of California. It used to be Republican. Yeah. They used to be. It's no longer. Right. So why are is the number one car rental in or vehicle rental in California a U-Haul now? Right. Why is it all those U-Hauls going to Texas that's red? Right. Why did Illinois see a mass exodus to Texas or even Florida? Right. Why did everybody in New York, everybody in New York who has a second house outside of New York, typically in Florida, Go to Florida during COVID. Right. Even even you I, voted for the nonsense. Live with it. Right. Even AOC, even AOC's mother went yes. to Florida to avoid tax. Just saying. So how do you, that's where I don't get. That's Here. where I can't explain your question is if you keep voting for it and you don't like it, and the moment it gets hard, you leave it. Why do you continue to vote for it? So if you go to Texas because you use Texas, go to Dallas. Think I'm Dallas, Texas. This is Jruing country for you older people. Who's J.R. Ewing, right? Dallas. There you go. Who shot J.R.? There you go. So the, here's the point. That used to be a deep red, back actually before it was red and blue, before USA Today flopped those color codes back and forth. That used to be a deep Republican community. Now it's like an annexed city of California. So all the folks that you're talking about that were in California and couldn't afford three grand for a 500-square-foot apartment moved to Dallas, and then voted for the exact same screwball, far-left nonsense that caused California to be what it is. It's because they didn't do it right. They didn't do it right. That's always the thing I hear about. They just didn't do it right. I just, listen, I honest, I don't understand that. And folks, by the way, I'm not saying that I'm correct and they're wrong. I'm saying the reason that the arena of ideas work best for America is they're supposed to meet us in the arena of ideas and we can... We can move them sometimes. They can move us sometimes. The two of us from opposite sides can find a better, other, second path, new path. But just to double down on idiocy, you can't find a functioning big city in the United States. Think about what I just said. That was actually the whole thing. A metropolis. There wasn't, there wasn't an end on to it. You can't find a functioning 
large city in the United States. You can't find one. I dare you to find one. Well, you don't have to say you're right or wrong. History will tell you that. History does tell us that. And, and if you just look at China alone, they have went into a two-caste political system. Right. They have their government political communist system, but then they have an economic free market system that's tied together. They're struggling with how to do this, but they're, they're somewhat trying to make it work. This, this idea of this works doesn't. Name a single country in the history of the world that that system's worked and is still here and name one where ours has worked. So it's not even that you have to say it. Right. Just look at the facts. Here's, right. here's the historical data. I'm, There's an outcome. It's historical data. There's an outcome. I, I got to touch on this before we run out of time. You're a Catholic. Is that right, Ludden? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm reading. <laughs> FBI used undercover agent to investigate Catholics. In other words, the FBI in, infiltrated some of the parishes within the Catholic church structure. Yeah, they're seeing that they're radicalized. The churches are radicalized. Yeah. And, and listen, this is my view. Uh, when I look at the Catholic church, the very first thing I think of, of it is that it's really close to evenly divided. And I think it represents the same divide that America is wrestling with. First off, tell me, is that yes or no? Yeah, I'd say it's more 70-30, somewhere more, in that range. Do you think more conservative? Yeah. But you've got a— Because there's one real basis issue you, in the whole church. You've got a far-left, zany, screwball leftist pope. Yeah, but that's— Am I the, not supposed to say that? No, right? no, you should. Because the majority that people I know in the Catholic Church do not approve yeah. of his doing. They're, they were, like, counting down the days till he's gone. Yeah, it's not left or right, by the way, folks. No. i got to tell you, I'm not excoriating him for his ideology— I'm saying he's not representative, no. and I'm the guy that when I was in elementary, early middle school, I went to parochial school. So I'm not Catholic, but I was immersed in it a million years ago. Yeah, That guy doesn't represent that church structure, in my opinion. No, not at all. But the, 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 what, when I look at the Catholic church on average, though, I still see it as moderate. Now, yeah, it's probably more moderate. Is that, we, is I mean, that a fair word? Does that, does that make me far-right extremist? No, I mean, if you look at the premise of the church, you must tithe 10%, right? You must tithe. Well, right. that's a moderate socialist type thing. i got to give you to help the poor, and I'm supposed to. Again, there's no mandate, so that's where it's it's more moderate than considering it far left. But, yeah, we're supposed we're supposed to, by the way of God, to give money right. to help the poor. Sure. And But the difference there is, and why I say it's moderate and it's not far-right, is that we expect you to pull yourself up as we're helping you. Right. We're not expecting you to live in that the basement forever. Sure. So, yeah, I think moderate's a good good description. So I'm for doing good to the poor, but I'm not for making them easy in poverty. Yes. That was Ben Franklin. Yeah. He was not a Catholic, but I, my point in saying that is that that's that. I, Miles, what is your opinion of the FBI putting uh, um, infiltrating churches? Forget Catholicism for a minute. What is your opinion of our federal bureaucracy engaging itself as infiltrators in our religious um, structures. I think this is another example of the reason why the founders never wanted us to have a federal police department. So, Miles, do you remember when they started infiltrating mosques right after 9-11 in the uproar over that? Yep. Yep. And yet there's nothing about this. No. But, 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 but. It's the same thing with transgenderism, and we don't have enough time to do a big topic on that. 
my opinion, folks, and just my opinion, is that the, the transgender politics that is really being deeply fomented in middle school America, your 10, 12, 13, 14-year-olds are absolutely drowning in the conversation of transgenderism. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that that's not got anything to do with sex or identification and everything to do with an attack on Christianity. Listen, we're out of time, so i got to thank you folks for joining with us. Um, find us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Go to the website, themikehewittshow.com. Zip me an email. Tell me what you think. Thank you very much, Lud Miles. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Folks, be safe. We'll see you next week.